0: Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is season five, episode ten. Um, we would love to be bringing you this show, and as as Benny has said, good and early. It's a very disappointing for the loss, and Elizabeth has said it's not the win from my sales. Gentlemen, how are you both doing?
1: As good as we can be at this moment, Like... <laughs> I still don't know how to actually describe that Sunday. I really don't. Like, all this talk before the game, Trey Lance was helping us prepare because he knew the playbook. All this crap. And Dad made the press conference before the game saying, yeah, we're going to make a statement, we're sick of losing them. And this happens. I'm sorry, but what the hell was that? Pretty much my, my my feelings.
0: Jamie, give us your own thoughts.
2: I think it. Um, I think it put the the name in the coffin for me that this team is not a Super Bowl ready team. Um, it's good enough and probably will just about scrape into the playoffs. But as much as we don't want to say it. We're massively, massively behind the Eagles in terms of talent and what the team is capable of. Um, We're also... Oh, God. If we can somehow get to the Super Bowl, which I don't think we will, we're massively, massively, massively behind the Chiefs. I know we had a conversation... Um, on the way up from work earlier Brian um, and it probably gets me a bit of slain, but I, I think that we're behind the Lions and I thought it's about the Lions but I think the Lions are, are a more competitive team than us at the minute and it's just this never ending cycle in it that we, we think we're getting somewhere and then we get the crap short on Sunday and it's like when's this team ever going to be relevant
1: again yeah I'm glad you kind of mentioned something there, Jamie. Like, with regards to like, the Super Bowl and stuff like that, if I'm being perfectly honest, the NFC Championship game is probably going to be the hardest game other than the Super Bowl, I think, because the Chiefs yeah. have been very yeah. suspectful. Like, the AFC is all over the place right now. Like, as of right now, as we can say, it's either 49ers or Eagles are likely to be the favourites in that mm-hmm. nfc championship game if hypothetically we somehow miraculously forget what just happened that san francisco game and managed to perform what we expect from our dallas cowboys up to that point it's still going to be the hardest game without a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. and for
0: we love getting your comments in, your thoughts and your opinions. There are a couple of comments I've seen coming in. I, I want to get to that topic. I'm just not going to bring the bring the points up just yet, but I will come back to your comments. So just because you've said something and I don't pull it up straight away, it doesn't mean we're we're ignoring what you're saying or anything like that. We do have a, I have a kind of a pre-planned idea of what we're going to do when we're going to do it. So just bear with us if your comment's not pulled up straight away. But Look, unfortunately, we lost 42-10 on Sunday night football um, at Levi Stadium. Um, A question I want to ask you both, and I kind of mentioned this in our own admin chat yesterday. Given that we know how San Francisco want to play, San Francisco want to dominate the ball and they want to dominate time of possession. They want to have the ball for roughly 35 minutes at least in every game do you gents believe that having won the coin toss the game was lost then by deferring to the second half
1: yep straight away straight away mm-hmm. we we didn't we gave them the opportunity to attack us first we should have been on the attack on them I mean I'm all for mm-hmm. being conservative like try and play to your strengths but there was none of that at all mm-hmm. Yeah. In this game. There was being super conservative, but at the same time, it wasn't like the right play calls or anything. Like, anything we were trying to do, excuse me, was just not seem to be working at all, really. The communication with Dak and C D was a wee bit off and stuff like that. Like <sighs> Dak throwing it into double coverage and stuff like that and getting picked off, not once but twice. I think it was three interceptions he had in that game, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. so, like, and and I hate to say it, and I've been one of Dak's biggest fans, mm. but now I'm having slight, I'm now having doubt.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, unless he really puts on his big boy pants and I actually do what he says he's going to do. But until now, um, I do have my doubts now.
2: I think in terms of deferring, I think I think you assess it game by game, don't you? Um, was the game lost? Still, It's hard to say, but I kind of jumping a little bit of Kind of agree in terms of set the ball and go out straight away. You know, we've yeah. got to argue the best running back in the league. what Purdy is is coming on leaps and bounds, and he's he's like the in terms of the diamond and rough like he's, he's the new Tom Brady in, in that sense that they found him and he's, he's a lot more than what they probably thought he was going to be mm-hmm. they've got a good tight end they've got good receiver cores, they they've got like, the best defence in the league put them on the back foot early don't mm-hmm. let them like you say win the ball At you straight away and it's just it was just a horror show from from start to finish and I was, I was chatting to Mike um, yesterday morning and it was—I think the most frustrating thing out of the whole game is, yeah, we got an absolute tanking, and it was every single touchdown that they scored was pretty was pretty much uncontested. Yeah. It was it was ridiculous. The, the defending was atrocious for what this defense had been like towards the back end of last season and and, and spits and spats this year. It was just it was horrendous. It was like. It just did have a massive brain fart and didn't know what to do.
1: There's only two players I can really think of that actually did okay for our defence. One was Jordan Lewis. Obviously, he did the recovery from uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah. He did that. And and I don't know what you guys think, but I actually thought up till the injury, LVE was actually having a decent game. Like, he, he, was your, he was your top tackler. Yes. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it looks like we've lost them for some game time. Yeah, but and and we were talking about this uh, the day after the game, Brian. Like we're in no position right now to bring anyone in because Mm -hmm. we don't have draft picks to give out that we which we desperately need more now than ever now because. Our offensive line is getting diminished year by year. We're expected to see Tyron Smith to retire maybe end of this year, perhaps. And we've only got four round draft picks next year. And Mm -hmm. with the numbers of linebacker right now, that's my concern now. Because they're dropping like flies. Overshawn out. lve is going to be missing it for a couple of weeks. Who have we got? Devin Harper and... um, Gibraltar Cox both released. Gabriel Cross got released as well, yeah, and now we're having to put Force Micah Parsons back to be placed back into linebacker, perhaps now. Mm -hmm. Just luckily, we do have numbers in defensive line, luckily, but that shouldn't be—we shouldn't be in this situation right now. And and I don't, and I get it, like Mm -hmm. injuries do happen, but when you've got a team like San Francisco that is completely a ragdoll on you about, Mm -hmm. and you don't do anything about it. I'm sorry, but the, the thing—what if I can't, don't know if it was uh, Greenlaw did to Tony Pollard and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. See, if I, see if that was my teammate, and I saw him getting absolute slumber, I'd be running onto the field and actually throwing fists. I'm I'm sorry, but that was outrageous. Mm-hmm. There was no fight in this game at all from both sides of the part, uh, both sides of the, the team, from offense to defense. There was no fight whatsoever. Like the, you can again, I keep using this word demeanor. Demeanor was low throughout the whole game, and particularly CD Lamb. I can understand he was getting frustrated in this game because he was Mm -hmm. actually creating separation in this, in the slot, in the slot. He was being playing, he was doing slants essentially, Mm -hmm. but yet that still throws it to Cooks, or I believe, or it was Gallup or something like that. And yeah. The Place was incomplete, but gall- uh, but but slam was wide open, so I can understand the frustration part on it. But the demeanor was just it—it it just spread like cancer across the team back It really did. And yes, I I do agree with you in that one. It resembles a fight with Tyler Smith. I do agree with that. Like yeah. he seems to be the one, like one who really wants to like cause mayhem in that offensive line. He did open up a good few gaps for like dodo and Paula at certain points of the game, but when the rest of the offensive line were just struggling, I would say in the run game and, and particular, I think pass protection we were okay. Like, mm-hmm. like I think it was like just was it just the one sack that, or is it two sacks? That, mm-hmm. Yeah, so just the one sack, and I think there was only like pff, no less than ten pressures or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in fairness, the offensive line was okay. Like, wasn't amazing. We mm-hmm. did, their, did did their job essentially. Uh, was it was a four sacks allowed? No, I'll 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 check that one. But go on, keep, keep going. Yeah. So, but other than that, it, there was just a lot of disconnection throughout the whole team. So, and. What annoyed me the most was the post-game. Mike McCarthy's comments and stuff like that. Like, I, I was just like, I, it, it just feels as though he just couldn't really give us an actual proper answer to what happened. Like, they just couldn't seem to get it right. You've had two years in a row to this same team under Kyle Shanahan, and you still can't get it done. I'm sorry, but come on. This, and th- this to me was actually worse than the playoff game in terms of performance. Mm-hmm. By a yeah. long shot. Sorry, it was for four
0: sacks. Apologies. I had one sack for it was one sack against uh, 49ers. So ah. there's three sacks on Dak and one on Cooper Rush. Hmm. Um uh some of the, some of the comments that are coming in here um give the 49ers they're Jews, they're not ready. We're they were the better team. Jews. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there
1: was no fight because we were getting our ass kicked. Um, I, I agree with Mark. Mark, I, I do, yeah. like 49ers well and truly deserve the win. They were the better. I can, like, I'll put my mm-hmm. hand up. Like, we lost to the better team, but I just hate the fact that we lost in that certain way. We just did mm-hmm. not put up a fight. That's what I'm really annoyed about more than yeah.
2: anything Cowboys Niners games
1: over the years have always been
2: maybe not so much close but they've been firing it's, it's been kind of nip and tuck here and there but it was just it was an absolute it was a farce wasn't it just to to think that they, they could play so bad and, and what was the kind of the game that we were we, we were on around? Oh, the Cardinals game so sure they can't play any worse than what they did against the Cardinals? It was like one of the biggest rivals, and they just oh.
1: If mm. you if you're Eagles fans right now, you'd be laughing in your face right now, thinking, "Oh, we cannot wait to play Dallas right now." Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I'm. Look, I'm going to ask
0: the question that has popped up repeatedly in the comments already, and unfortunately. It's something we do need to address now. Um, so Andrew started with, since the first game the defence, the offence has been woeful. Time to look past Dak. Um, Joe has said, I'm starting to believe Dak is not the answer. Um, I'm just trying to look down here through other qu- those other comments.
1: That's it, the- that, that says a lot coming from Joe. Like, cause yeah. it, Joe's like myself. I'm a big Dak fan. Massive yeah. DAC fan. I'm now starting to have doubts going forward. Yeah. Like, if that's the way we're going, for, if that's the way we are supposed to play out there as of a Sunday's game, there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope we can rectify that huge loss and get back on track. I really do. But like I was kind of saying, it's like it's going to take a lot of work, despite the injuries we've got, like, mm-hmm. all the, the the miscommunication we've got with right receivers and tight ends in terms of stuff like that. Uh, the, just the whole flow, Like defence needs to buckle up the ideas and not feel down the fact that, like, so Diggs is out for the season. Now we've got other players that are going to be out for a couple of weeks, so, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, even is now saying it as well, so, yeah, it's, everyone's kind of feeling the same. It's like, that game really kind of showed because there was uh, uh, that I have to d- slightly disagree with you in that one Elizabeth because there was a play where C.D. Lamb was actually wide open in the middle. He ran a slant route mm-hmm. and he was wide open and that chose not to throw an open space and throw it to yeah. um, I kind of mean it, it was either Cooks or Gallop or something like yeah, that. I and think like, and, the sideline. And that was the interception, I believe, wasn't it? No, it was out of bounds. Out of bounds, like, yeah. Sideline. And you can see C.D. Lamb's reaction. He was like, ah, throwing yeah. his arms up in the air and head was down, walking off to the side, sideline. Yeah. So there was some questionable fro- uh, uh, decisions from that, like in terms of, like, what, did he see C.D. Lamb at that point was still getting tracked? And mm-hmm. as he turned away, then there was a separation Possibly, we don't. Yeah. like I mean, it's a hard one to say, really. But yeah, uh,
0: like Joe has come back in and I'll throw this to you, Jamie. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Dak. So I said that with a heavy heart. Um, Elizabeth has kind of said Paul that was one play out of how many, and I that's, mean that's, that's, that's fair. That's Manny. fair. There weren't that many. But Jamie, giving giving you yeah, your opinion fair. on um. You know, you're not. It's not to say you're a critic of Dak. You would be quite balanced in how you'd say things, but you've kind of had the feeling for about two years. You don't think Dak is going to get it done, and maybe it's time to look past him. So,
2: give us your. Th- yeah, I, I think everyone's always critical of the quarterback well, because if you if you don't got the right quarterback, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Um. He's just. We've had him for eight years now. If you look at the talent that he's had around him, and, and I know it's, it's a team game, but everyone, the quarterback position gets up, is criticised a lot more. The leader of the team, it's the one everyone looks looks to work his way round, and he just gets flustered so many times, so often, and if you look at some of the greatest over the years. Look at Peyton Manning. You look at Tom Brady. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, and if you're looking a bit closer, closer to home at the minute, look at.
1: Oh, Bryce disappeared.
2: <laughs> look at Patrick Mahomes. Don't get flustered. You can rely on him when, when. Excuse me. When the shit is the fan, you can rely on him, and we just we we care. And it's getting to that point. It's like Wednesday. enough enough. I know. I know. Snookered. That way, with dead cat blah blah blah, and all this kind of stuff, and you've, you've got to be very cautious when making the move. For this. It's do we start looking at another person because eight years is too long to sit there and say, Well, Dak can win us a Super Bowl, yeah, like, I- nice guy, like him, like everything he stands for. Yeah. he's asked, he's asked in the right place he, he plays hard but he just he just gets flustered too much he makes stupid mistakes like one of the like the one of, one, to be fair one of the interceptions you could probably you can get it, you, you can let him off because it gallops hands and it that's yeah. one of the things but the two that he threw um, I did a bit with Michael the first one I, I think he overthrew it I get what Mike was saying in terms of it was hoping that the wide receiver would be there. he would be a bit much. Bigger. I thought he overthrew it, um, and the, the 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 third one was just horrendous. It, it it was like what what was he looking at because the receiver wasn't open. He might as well just just he might as well just handed the ball over because uh, it wasn't an thought. it's just there's just too many too many of, of this from Dak lately, and it's it's I think it's time to start looking for somewhere, somewhere else.
1: The, the problem we have with that though, Jamie, is we don't really have any um, freeway to what we do mm-hmm. for for next year or anything mm-hmm. like that as of right now because we're very unlimited in terms of future picks and stuff like that. But yeah. he's going to be a cowboy regardless. Yeah, yeah I was sure, going to say, Mark raises another good point here. It's way too early to press the panic yeah. button. How many times over over Dak's career like, has he really had a bad game and he has came back? He's done that quite a lot. So mm. I'm not ready to push the panic button at all. I'm not. Yeah. Do I still think we're still going to make a challenge to the NFC East? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. But do I feel confident in playing the Eagles and the Niners and the, the, the playoffs? I do have my doubts, but I'm trying to be as realistic as possible. But then again, any given Sunday, like it, like every game's a new game. Like, it, you could like for all we know, when we're playing against the Eagles in a couple of weeks' time, we might actually blow them out. Surprisingly, oh. who knows that anything could happen. But. But realistically, as, as things are kind of looking right now, it's not looking very promising, but I'm not putting the panic button on it yet. Do I still think we can still make the challenge? Yes. Do I still think that um, we're still going to make good massive plays going the line? Yeah. But as long as we can nail out the issues that as is our wide receivers create the separation, get open, and allow that to actually get the ball to him, Because let's be honest, like when you look at the Giants game, the... Patriots game and the the Jets game. His ball his ball to passing ratio, his passer rating and stuff that was actually really, really good. Like yeah. and when the balls were like and it was proper red dot it was like properly accurate. And the only times were actually were drop balls at the time. Yeah. So right. so just need to kind of bear that in mind as well. This was probably one of Dark's worst games by far. I but- would say. Here, here's the thing, Paul, and I, I, I want to go
0: back to this because JXL kind of encapsulates a lot of my opinions on Dak. He's saying he's been a fan since the Danny White days in the eighties through Troy Aikman and Tony Romo and everyone else in between. Dak, when you need him to be the difference in big games, just doesn't have it. It's okay, I, I would- proven over and over and over.
2: I was, I was kind of th- thinking along the especially the last part of that comment on the same lines of when the game's on the line and, and I know we're far off it but let's just use it because it's a good example to use it Cowboys are down four points in the Super Bowl with a minute 30 to go we've got the ball on our own 20 are you confident that Dak Prescott could drive that ball down that field with that much pressure I don't think he
1: could personally I, yeah. I, ju- I just hope this game becomes the real reality check. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. are, Elizabeth just really summed it up there perfectly. Can you bring up a comment? Yeah. yeah. Arizona is like the, ah, happy moment. San Francisco is the wave cup call. Yeah. I hope that is the case. I, I only say I only hope that we're all proven wrong. and it's... I really do. And if there's, if there's one thing we always say, yeah. Jamie, yeah. there's one thing we always say, we love eating humble pie. Yeah they really do. Like We love to be proven wrong, because like, again, we're not experts, we're fans, end of the day. We like to express our emotions and stuff like that. Um, but I want to ask you guys a question, and this is not actually related to Dallas, this is actually related to San Francisco. What do you think about Brock Puddy? I I actually think now like him being Mr. Irrelevant is completely unrevelling unrevelo- it now. Like I, I know it's I think he does kind of deserve respect in a way because we were, we were mocking him like to like back in the playoff game. He's undefeated in the regular season and stuff like that. He's now beat his. they are like just completely game game controlled us from the get-go. I think like, like, I'm just saying like, Mm. I need to give, I, I need to give some respect to him. Like,
2: you know he's the, re- he's the real deal in You he you could argue that he's top 10 in the league as well he's and he's he's one of them even though he do not play it's one of them feel good stories in terms of just what the whole thing of Mr Irrelevant is blah 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 and he mm. he, he ended up beating out who they thought were going to be their, their heir apparent and he's and it's like you, you watch some of the stuff on social media I see him the other day and he, he just he seems He's not letting it get to his head. He's, he's, he's like, he's still... He's still he,
1: lives with a defensive he's, offensive yeah, he's, lineman. He's, he's embracing the moment, Jamie. That's the thing. Yeah. So the reason I asked that is, and this goes back to my same question when it comes to quarterbacks, when you look at... And it's kind of saying to what Mark Anthony's saying about Trent Delfer in one of his comments. When you look at it, right, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston... Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, all these first-round draft pick quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Not cutting the mustard, right? I, and, the, and the point I'm trying to make is, is like, it doesn't matter where you f- get your quarterback. If the quarterback fits your system and you can get mm-hmm. him functioning, he's going to be good. Like, Obviously, when it comes to Brett Puddy, it fits in Shanahan's system. That's the point I'm trying to make here. My point is, is that actually suitable for this type of point? And sorry, Brian, I know you want to jump in. (laughs) So here's my thing, and here's my take on Brock Purdy.
0: He's a system quarterback. Yeah. Put him into a a different team. Put him into a team which doesn't have possibly the best offensive line, that doesn't have the top running back in the game, who can play out of the backfield. Who doesn't have a top five tight end? Who doesn't have two very, very good wide receivers
2: as well? Is, is that what you? you that know, not what you want though? Is that not what you want? A system. Call? You want someone that can run your offense perfectly. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. runs that offense perfectly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because no, let's, be, yeah, let's, be, let, let's, yeah, let's be honest here. Like, because t- everyone talks about. Oh, he's so athletic, etc., etc. As long as you've got that in terms of reading the plays, like mm-hmm. Brady, like Brady, did, mm-hmm. like like whoever, like if they can read the game, Romo, perfect example as well. He can read the game, right? Mm-hmm. You can cause some serious damage. You don't have to be a highlight reel of, like your Lamar Jacksons having to rush the ball and stuff like that. You don't have mm-hmm. to be like just the, like. It, dunk, it, dunk it over to the wide right receiver and they'll do the work for you. That's part of the whole system quarterback. So again, like this is all credit to San Francisco. They were, the beat is by coaching, the beat is in the field, the beat is by just absolutely trash talking as well, like even on the field with what bloody, what's his face George Kettle did. uh yeah. oh, but yeah, it is, it is what it is, isn't it? We just need to kind of we need to, we need to try and shake it off and kind of move on from it. So, if if you look at it as you were kind
0: of saying, Paul, like yeah, he's a, he's he's a good system quarterback. Want to want to bring this back to the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, yeah, right.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry I, 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 I did no, no,
0: no, 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 no. We can always do tangents here. We always do, <laughs> but Mike McCarthy wanted to, he got rid of Moore last season right? and he wanted to install a new offensive system and this West Coast Texas Coast, whatever kind of coast system you want to call it, is not working and it's not working because you brought back a running back who broke his leg last year you're Wide receiver one is not living up to the potential. You have unproven guys at tight end. Your only real addition to that offensive core was Brandon Cooks, who you're not using. And your offensive line is a year older, a year more battered, and a year closer to the scrap heap. So you've
1: you want this new system, but you've done nothing to improve it. And that's, you know, what the funny thing is about the Brandon Cooks edition, he's purely designed for the West Coast. He is designed for that. Like even though he can he can run deep routes as well, he's clear he's done that. He's probably one of the most consistent one thousand yard wide receivers in the league. But if we're not utilizing him to a system where he's uh, he, he, he could easily flourish on. It's yeah. just not happening. So there has been... uh And the is asking, has he been inactive? No, he's been on the field. He's been on the field. <laughs> I think that might have been a bit of sarcasm. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Labastri with his uh, trolling as usual. I love, love you. I do love you, mate. <laughs> um... <laughs> And Elizabeth's kind of
0: adding, adding in there to uh, shit. Liz- Sorry, I dropped out there for a second. Elizabeth's adding to your point, Paul, there. We've multiple weapons and we using two at most.
1: Yeah. I, I, and Here's here's my, the thing that annoyed me about uh, the game at uh, the very first start of the drive. The very first drive by our offense. I get he's our second round tight end. And stuff like that, but I still feel he's got a lot of catch up. Why was Drake Ferguson not on the field at that time when we needed him? hmm Yeah. I can't I, I can't I can fathom that. I can't understand that one. Like, don't get me wrong, Ferguson like he has dropped one or two passes, yeah, but I would trust him more than like the shoemaker and Hendershot as of right now. hmm so why was he not on the field at that time? I do not know. Because yeah. that could that could have been big in that first drive. Yeah, it's true. Um, look, we're, we're nearly
0: 35 minutes into the show and we haven't even moved on to the news as yet. Oh, but, <laughs> it's it's it, it's great to have th- a therapy session. So as we say, look, there's multiple injuries coming out of that game. Cavanti, Turpin, four to six weeks, likely gone to Ior. L V likely gone to Ior. C G Goodwin is done for the season. Um, you know, I mean, which which or are, are all of those injuries going to have a significant impact?
1: L V E, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a, a shadow, without a shadow for a LVE. Yeah. <laughs> I just seen La Boston's torment there. <laughs> Please no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jamie. Give, it, give us your thoughts there. What's what's the biggest injury concern coming out of that game?
2: I think you could say all of them. Yes. Yeah. Just because they played that bad when they were in there. Mm-hmm. what's gonna happen when you essentially having to put backups in and that's no disrespect to the to the backups it's just that they they've not had the game time they're not gonna have the repetition they're not going to have the same thinking as the stars and it's like isn't it 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 has got a, a little bit of a fear i don't know if it's just because we're going to put at it but as as the wheels come off this, for this season already, and, it, it, and what I mean by that is that we had the little stir against Arizona and we thought, right, that was just a one-off. We've had three good wins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did we need that? Did we need somebody to give us that kick up the backside to say, look, this is where the Cowboys are actually at. The Cowboys are not as good as what we actually think they are. Mhm. And it's, and yeah. I know the guys are going to phones, but it don't get any easier this week. And um, and then after that, it don't get any easier as it goes down. And it's like, not so. But are we going to go into the UK Cowboys trip? And we're going to be under five hundred. And it's like, are we just? <laughs> No, I don't want to say, it, Paul, but you know what I mean, Jamie.
1: I would, I would, I don't think about it till one week before we fly out. That's all I'm going to say about it. Like, if we're under five hundred, we're going to make the most of it. If we're over five hundred, we're even going to make more the most of it. Regardless, we're going to make. The most of it.
2: I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's just because we it it feels like one of the one of Brian's spe- r- rant special shows, and it's like let's just get it off his chest now, and we can just. We can go to bed and reset tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I totally don't know about you boys. I cannot deal with an hour late kick off again. That, right? Yeah. That, like, these one AM 1 kickoffs are severely draining the life out of me. Like, see, that's that. I think that's one of the things as well, isn't it? Like, and um, not to say that that's probably why we're a lot more grumpier than usual. Yeah,
2: say that it's not that we we should get any special like, any special treatment. but like, oh my god. Look, but it's like you stay up from half past one till almost half five in the morning and you watch that and it's like, Jesus, do we stay up for that? And it's where it's like, I'm, I'm a bit envious of, us, of our um, friends and family across the pond because like, they can kind of, they're still in the midst of the night either so they can kind of drink it away and it's like, oh, we've got to then get up, let us sleep straight, straight into work. And it's like, Shit, for a bad use of the language. <laughs>
1: I'm actually just checking to see, like, because you know how we're talking about uh the injuries and stuff like that, and like the so linebackers and stuff like that. I'm just looking right now in terms of who's f- free in the market right now
0: Anthony Barr.
1: Yeah. Is the top available linebacker. Um, Devin White, apparently. I, I don't know if this is right, but Devin White is, yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike said that earlier. Devin
0: White and is available. Bob, Bob, Bobby Wagner, no, Bobby Wagner went back to the Seahawks.
1: Oh, did they? Right. Yeah. Uh, um, does Jordan Hicks, apparently?
0: He's in
2: his mid 30s. Yeah,
1: still, I still take, still take him.
2: I, I, I always sat there and thought, like, because you see, team do it year in, year out, don't you? And it's, it's like, when when is the Cowboys' rebuild ever going to come? But then I watched a the thing that <laughs> <laughs> And somebody said that while the Cowboys are making this amount of money year in, year out, the Cowboys will never go full-blown rebuild. Sorry,
1: sorry, Jamie. What did I say for what Labasky says? Sorry, Paul, I'm looking at one next week.
2: Uh, we, next we're game, uh,
1: Football next week. Sorry, say that yeah. again? We're Monday Night Football. Yeah.
2: Oh, fuck. <laughs> all the, the even worse, boys, the charges and all.
1: Thanks, the boss. It's just from a rain that one. <laughs> oh, I was just getting out uh, that, of uh, that
2: ranty mood and kind of perks oh, up and f- off and of he's just been kicked back down.
1: I'm not joking. You can actually still see the bags <laughs> in my eyes right now from Sunday Night. <laughs> Um So a question question I have for both of you and Joe.
0: Joe has put one in here. I see Jerry Jones making a trade at the trade no, deadline.
1: Definitely not, unless we're trading a player.
0: For that someone was else. the question I was going to ask,
1: Paul. definitely Jamie spoke about this earlier.
0: Yeah, and because we, we said they need yeah. to get guys out.
1: Yeah, like there's the, the certain players that we could probably easily get rid of and bring someone else in to help fill other positions need, for sure. But we have nothing. Well, we do have draft picks, but we need them. We've only got four for next year. I I checked that out. We actually have eight.
0: We've got eight? Yeah. So we've our first, our second, and our third. But then we've nothing until nearly the end of the sixth. And then we've we've two compensatory picks in the sixth. And then we have our seventh and the Las Vegas Raiders seventh.
1: You're well, gonna have bundles to get back up and get up back that order because I, I thought the Eric Scott Junior trade helped. Uh, basically, we that was our up. fifth because uh, we gave up that, yeah. And I, I generally thought we only had four. No, I, I, I,
0: I know we mentioned this earlier, Paul, and that's why I went and checked. It. Because I
1: I thought they were missing a sixth as well, but oh hold on, yeah, <laughs> I I'm just worried. i just wanted, I just to double check as well, Marcus. I've been thinking that's all bloody.
2: With, with, with that, then you could probably say five or six because those late round picks they're going to package up to move up as at some uh, in some way either. There'll be a player at the back end of the draft and the like. It generally, is and so you'll probably you'll probably only see five of those being used. In terms of making a pick, mm-hmm. but like you say. but then what? But what? What do you prioritize? To what do you prioritize to bring in? Do you bring in, like you say, like bosses? It's scary. I'll thin that linebacker core is now. Well, Sunday like the Sunday night showed that we need help in the secondary, but then. Do you, go, do, you, do you look the other way? You think, right, can this defence really hold teams to less than 30 points? So do you go out and get another weapon for Dak? I know that you can start banging 40, 50 points on a game and just blitz them that way. Uh,
1: eight. So, it's not, not, all right, so eight picks, so it's not as bad as I thought then. We could probably maybe trade away the, one of the compensa- compensation picks, but is that, is that possible? Is Brian frozen? Yeah, yeah I think he's coming out of it. Uh, well, well, why, 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 oh, oh, he's back. There he is. You there, Brian? Brian. Yeah. Yeah, you are good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: What could so, be, Brian? Lebrowski is suggesting we trade Neville Gallimore for <laughs>
2: I like it. I like, I like the trade. I think they're getting more, but.
1: <laughs> that has to be, uh, that would obviously would, would never happen, but, um, and everyone knows I'm a big Neville Gallimore fan, but he's not going to make the team, Nick. He's not going to last at the Cowboys, unfortunately. And Brian's gone once again. Uh, news on Bland and Lewis injuries. Uh, unfortunately, Brian had all the notes, so we don't have it right now. So we we we're, we're, we're just doing this on the fly right now, Lebowski, But um, but we're working. of still talking about it. So, guys, see everyone in the comments. In terms of right now, what would you say is our biggest problem, position wise, in the Dallas Cowboys? Because we would like to know what you guys think. Because as for me, right now. I don't think it's offensive line. I think as of right now, I think our biggest problems is possibly either wide receiver or linebacker.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, think I agree in terms of linebacker. I just think it just seems so thin, doesn't it? That if 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 a, if someone like the Cooks goes down, see, <laughs> you've got a decent tight end group there that that can pick up the slack what he what he would bring but what do you do in terms of linebacker does this now mean Mike parsons moves back to that position more than playing at the end I just, yeah. just but then yeah. what happens at, at, at the end Ooh. it's it's one of them ideas that you don't really want in it
1: yeah, Joe made the comment earlier. He can see, um, let's see if I can bring the comment, what Joe mentioned about Parsons. Yeah, so now that LVE is gone, I believe Parsons will go back to full-time linebacker. I think that's going to yeah. have to be the case because if there's one thing that we do have is, we do have numbers in terms of defensive line. We do have that. So Dante Fowler, Ossadegh Zua, Mazze, um phew, God, let me just get the roster back up again. So you've got. Don't, D-Law.
2: Miss oh, come on, bro. Don't
1: miss my buyout, Paul. Come on, boy. Don't miss my buyout. I'm going to get out. So have got D Law, Sam Williams, Philly uh, Me Fohoko, Jonathan Hankins, Massey Smith, Osa Deguizua, Neville Gallimore, Chansey Goldston, Doris Armstrong, and Dante Filler. And according to ESPN right now, they've actually moved Micah Parsons out of the defensive line. Um, uh, Depth chart and put him into the Sam linebacker position. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so obviously they think that's what's going to happen as well. So we probably expect to see, uh, Micah Parsons playing Sam linebacker because what's, be, and this is what's terrifying me right now in terms of linebackers right now. Damone Clark and Micah Parsons. And if you want a current Marquis Bell as a linebacker, that's it. Leighton Van Esch is quite, he's, he's out, Marvin Overshawn is out, so we've only literally got five linebackers on this roster right now, so this is where yeah. I'm really, because as of right now, we've got eight cornerbacks right now, eight, is that maybe one position we might have to, like, get rid of, like, because looking at it right now, you've got C.G. Goodwin, he's going to be out, Nishan Wright is out, Trayvon Diggs is out, so that leaves Stephen Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, DeLon brand, Noah, um, who we just acquired from the Dolphins, and Eric Scott Jr. In terms of safeties, we've got Kearse, McQuamu, Wilson, Hooker, and Thomas, who's pretty much done for, spe- he's there for special teams. So we are very, very thin when it comes to mm. Linebacker, and we do have more than num- I would say just above average in terms of secondary. I think
2: could we see then curse a bit a bit more? I know he's, he's played a little bit of linebacker under Dan um, Quinn, so that could be a bit of a help, but it's it's not a long term solution, is it?
1: Yeah, and just to answer Elizabeth's question, uh, was Jonathan uh, Jonathan Donovan Wilson injured? Um, I will just get that for you right now. So according to ESPN, they are saying Wilson went down with a right leg injury in the fourth quarter on Sunday's contest with the 49ers. Michael Gilkin of the Dallas morning news reports. Um, he, he's now put down as questionable in terms of the game, um, against, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. So it's definitely one they need to keep a close eye on. So, just need to wait and see. Um, other than that, uh, let me just check. So, the, as we were talking about, um, Leighton Vanderish, um, as we know, it's the, it's the, the neck injury. One we've been really worried about for time and time and over. Like, has his neck going to even last in the NFL? So, but he's now put on injury reserve. So we don't know the time or anything. And that there's nothing being stated as far as I know. And this was uh, reported one day ago from Calvin Watkins of DazNews.com. So, yeah. It's not looking good. And I think Brian's still having technical issues of getting yeah, back, it's back it's on gonna, at the moment.
2: He's going to restart.
1: Yeah. But, uh, but, but so let me just, uh, go and recheck the comments see what you guys have your concerns about in terms of positions. So, um, Tim, well, good to see you back in the comments. Good, sir. Our biggest problem has always been starting to run fast NFLs than this past rush, so we still have that same issue. Um, Joe agrees about the linebacker, receiver, and cornerback. I mean, cornerback, <sighs> I thought Gilmore had a decent game. I think it's just unfortunate that Diggs got injured and it's now left. at There's a there's levels above difference between your starter and your your backup when it comes to digs. And when you've got an guy on the other side that is very complementary to digs. Because we saw that happen with the Giants, we saw that uh, we saw that I uh, we saw that against the Giants. And it was so complementary how they two were in sync. So it's uh, it's a tough one. Mm. Um, but uh there's no one we can bring up from the practice squad, Elizabeth is asking. Um I I believe them could be. Um I don't have the list of all the practice squad players uh as of right now, but I can I can look into it for you. But Jamie, tell me um what do we do here in terms of like because we were asking about like how we're we gonna trade for certain players or like certain positions to kind of help cater? Do we bring the players from the practice squad and stuff like that? What do we do here?
2: No just expecting the practice squad, but they're, just, they're going to be then at the bottom of the roster and they're there to make numbers of them. Um I think, I think they're snooking in a way, are Because like you say, we've not got an array of draft picks that can really do anything unless you're going to trade away future ones. But then Are you putting all the eggs in one basket for this year? Um, Anybody that's a free agent now still is a free agent for a reason. Teams aren't going to give up their best players. So I think you're snooping a bit higher. I think you've got to play it out a couple more weeks just to see where this, this goes and what this group is capable of. And then you've got to you're going to have to, I think you're going to be looking at, what, have a look. Yeah. So the bye week, go to the bye week and then make a decision. Mm. No, sorry uh, tell you. But the yeah, Rams, it's... the Rams game, sorry, go, go to the Rams the week after the bye, and then you make a decision because you then had you had two more games. and I think you'll, you'll know more where your season's going to be playing out so today, or by then.
1: Yeah. So I've got the practice squad up just now. Um, yeah, and Brian is officially back. There he is. Sorry about that. You all good? You all good? Um, there, yeah. Oh, no, don't tell me he's frozen again. Yeah. Just like the cowboy season. Oh, uh, freezing. Yeah, we're fr- freezing up in the moment. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So I've got the I've got the list of all the practice score players here. So we've got El Bostick, Junior, Tackle, Josh Butler, cornerback, Malik Davis, running back, Princeton fan, tight end, Sean Harlow, center, Malik Jefferson, linebacker. That's one mentioned that was in the comments there, but I think that was Lebarski that mentioned that. Um Tylan Billy Johnson, wide receiver, um Mick, Jones or Michael Jones, uh linebacker. Um, from Syracuse, um, Sean McEwen, tight end, who's been elevated to the team from a couple of games. Uh, Jalen Morano Cropper, wide receiver, Wellington Pavilion, defensive tackle, Billy Price, the guy we just acquired not that long ago. He, uh, sent center from Ohio State. Uh, Cedric, Cedric Redwine, defensive back, Alex Taylor Prelude. I cannot pronounce his name. I do apologize. Offensive line and Tyrese Wheat defensive end, so that's what we've got in the practice squad, so There's nothing there No, well I, I, I I, I tend to disagree with you on that one Jamie, like I, in terms of, like, so Billy Price in terms of offensive line, he can bring us something, but in terms of linebacker Malik Jefferson can do a job, he can do it, but I don't know too much about the Mikkel Jones um, kid. I don't know too much about no,
2: him. He is, he is a
1: rookie. He is an absolute rookie. So it could be one of those situations where we had the lone brand coming into the fold last year mm-hmm. and he might actually just bring in a whole different perspective. It could be that, but... It's, but, just, yeah. it's just it's
2: just a loss of the production that LVE gives you doesn't it, that you think... The only way to subsidize that is go out and get someone.
1: Yeah, I'm just... Mark really nailed this in the coffin. Playing the 14-S exposed a lot about the Cowboys' weaknesses, but I still believe the Cowboys are in the top five teams in the league. It's not that the Cowboys are a terrible team, which I do agree, because we have proven that against Patriots, Giants and Jets. Um. But uh, it's not that like the Cavs are a terrible team, the Fortiners are that good. Yeah, because this is what we were saying, like you can't help but compliment San Francisco. What mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan has done for San Francisco. People and I for one, I slated the trade for Christian McCaffrey. I thought Christian McCaffrey was literally done because of his injury history. He's he's turned his career around since going back going to San Francisco because he was getting injured. Everyone was going mad in fantasy football. Like McCaffrey out for the season, or he's going to miss two weeks there, or miss three weeks there. But since he's went to San Francisco, revitalized, injury free, causing absolute carnage for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. In terms of the game management, Brock puddy has been fantastic. Fred Warner, the linebacker, without a doubt, I think he's playing one of the one of his best seasons in the NFL as of right now. So up and down the whole board in terms of D, uh, offense and defense, San Francisco, I think, are the complete package right now, and yeah. and unfortunately for us, we got the full wrath of it. Yeah, we, I mean, we we got the full full um, unleashed the tracking on on us essentially. Just just looking at, at the change, I I, I I
2: get get what it's but I, I I just don't agree that the Cowboys are a top five team at the minute. looking at the, Looking up through the NFL, I mean, so in the AFC, Dolphins are better than the Cowboys. Bills are the better, better, are better than the Cowboys.
1: The um, I don't know about the Bills. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Like, they did not play a good game in uh, London this week. So
2: yeah. they could yeah, because they travel late, you never know. Um, the Jags, I think the Jags are better than the Cowboys at the minute.
1: As of right now, got, yeah.
2: Eagles, Niners, Seahawks, the Lions are better than the Cowboys at the minute. There's, there's quite a few out there that I would would not want to come up against.
1: See, and this is, see this kind of goes back to what Mark Carniford was saying. I think it's, and I completely agree with him. I think it's way too early to push the panic button right now because right now we are panicking quite a bit, like as we're thinking about. The Eagles, we're thinking about the Bills, we're thinking about all these other teams based on that last week's performance. But, like I keep saying, any given Sunday, we could who knows, we might actually go into maybe not so. I don't know about this game against the Chargers, but I'm more being more specific towards the Eagles game in a couple of weeks' time. Who knows to say we might actually absolutely. Dominate the Eagles and blow them out of the water.
2: Yeah, no, at least, uh, would?
1: Would
2: but yeah, it's definitely definitely too early to push the panic bomb, But I think the hand's slightly hovering over it at the minute. Like I say I think if you look at the next few games coming up, got the Chargers this week, then we're on bye, then we've got the Rams. Oh, and then wait, that's that's three tough that's three tough games to to be. Up against over the next four weeks.
1: Yeah, Lapaski, I'm going to dispute that. Cowboys beat the Jags in 2014. We were there, destroy and they were. In London they as well. destroy Jacksonville had no effect on the Cowboys whatsoever, and they were there for less than a week, I believe. I no, believe I think
2: they, that they were out I think that I think the Cowboys arrived Tuesday, Tuesday morning. They arrived
1: in London. Uh, but, if, but so Tuesday to the Monday that's what I mean it was less than a week
2: yeah yeah sorry yeah I think, I think but I think the Bills I think the Bills arrived pretty late in the week which I think mm. when you look back I think a lot of teams have have fallen foul of that like you say that, ty- that time difference and, and especially the weather as well Right? Like, yeah we, we've been a little bit lucky the last few weeks but it's it's I yeah, um, well, that so, November weather is not normally nice
1: yeah, so I'm just trying to think of how everyone's kind of feeling right now in the comments right now. So the boss is saying we can't just give them the pass. I totally agree. We can't give them the pass. It, I think I just hope this is a a massive, massive reality check to, to really wake the hell up and actually get the big boy pants on, pretty much. Because I agree what Mark's saying. I agree what Labowski's saying. It's like we shouldn't panic, but we should still actually show our disgust on that performance. That no, because it was, the, it was, it was an attitude thing for me. I think, you know. So, so I, agree. I think what it
2: what it needs is we. It's kind of ringing the same conversation we had the other week after the Cardinals. It 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 needs a Patriot style performance this week.
1: But even still, though, Jamie, like, there was there was a lot of qualms with the Patriots game that we were only one for five in a red zone and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, true. I mean, but instead of a blowout win kind of thing, it needs to be a blowout win,
2: doesn't it? That's the only way to go. A, a, a seventeen fourteen scrappy win is not going to cut it, is it?
1: No, like we can't rely on the defense to help, like. Look, we, as as the office, still need to put points on the board. And if there's one good actual godsend about that, like, if anything, about this game, is our kicking kicking game right now. Brandon Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey.
2: He was the one shining light from a horrendous night. Who who
1: would have thought our biggest concern going into this season is now our strongest point? Who would have thought that? Very true, yeah. It's, it's it's weird how the world works to me sometimes. It's 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 insane. But uh, but guys, I'm really curious to know. Like, did anyone here on the chat? Did they believe in Brandon Aubrey? Let's be honest here. Did anyone have any belief? Because I certainly did not. But now I have. Like, I am an Aubrey. We trust right now. So, uh, but if you can. Send us some send us your comments in, that would be amazing. Um, let's just have a wee look at what everyone else is saying at the moment. Uh, Ash, good to see that you're back. Uh, you need some therapy. Ah, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us turned to the bottle over that game, to be honest. But um, and hopefully, uh, Brian is officially back. Uh, are you ready yeah. now? Drum roll, mate. I think so. Am I back. Sorry, lads. Uh, there
0: there come,
2: Brian. come in, Brian.
0: I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Sorry about <laughs> that. Internet connection issues, gentlemen. Apologies. Uh, I've been know, following the,
1: you on YouTube, and, and you, so I can see you've been doing great. Um, and you, had, you well, had the audacity to slate Jamie for his connection. Yes. Thank you, Paul. I know. I know. It, it's always worked like that. And I think there may be a slight delay from your side because uh, me and Jamie are a wee bit in sync, but I think you're maybe like a little bit half a second after us now.
2: Yeah, we find standard though, isn't it? Even, yep. in group, even when we chide, he's always he's always a little bit behind us, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, the slight delay, laugh there. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, Brian, we were just talking about uh, practice squad and a few other things. We were talking about Brandon Aubrey there. So, um, but, yeah, um, do you want to take, take, take back control now? No, no, keep going in case I drop out. <laughs> um, well, I think that was pretty much it. Like I think we're all just kind of – we are feeling a wee bit deflated. When I say a little bit, we are deflated after that game. I think it's just now a matter of the coaches really get their head out their ass pretty much and start actually utilising what the West Coast offense is supposed to be, utilising the actual weapons and the wide receivers needs to work extensively to create that separation. And I mean there is a lot of things that needs to be improved based on that game. But I'm not panicking. I'm not. I just say it's one of those ones where we still need to really like tell that, like tell everyone at Dallas is like, this is not acceptable. Like we know that you guys are capable of doing good, but you guys really, uh, it's just yeah. I I don't know what else to say.
0: I do. I didn't realize Lauren Draper Ward was living in Sicily.
2: Huh? (laughs) We just comment. Ah.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, what would what would we do to bring Sean Lee back? Just get Mm -hmm. get him get him cloned, injury free. Give him the body of Ray Lewis. That would have been bloody perfect. Yeah. Make him an absolute (laughs) Hulk.
0: Guys, guys, question I have for both of you. And if you've already covered it, I do apologize. Does Dan Quinn get a pass out of this game?
2: Nope. Nobody <laughs> gets a pass out of this no game. No one gets a pass. No one. Everyone gets a slap. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, definitely. No. Straight to straight to the point. No one gets a pass. No one's safe. No one. <laughs> <laughs> because. Like, for
0: me, when a defence concedes 42 points, you have to ask questions of your defensive system. And I accept there were injuries and there were changes. You're missing Trayvon Diggs, your starting corner. Stephon Gilmore hasn't stepped up, really, since he got here. You know, your secondary were gashed. Jaron Curse, although he had great figures... You know, you're, you expect him to be your tight end killer, and he was and George Kittle at three touchdowns. You know, so what do you expect? What do you what do you want to see from the defense? Without going too far into the Chargers pregame show, what do you want to see from the defense next week?
1: Cut out mistakes. receptions. Right, stick, stick to your assignments, at least. Mm-hmm. At least. But one thing we haven't actually talked about was our inability to hit our defensive line gaps or, off- or offensive line gaps that would we sat Pardy once and only seven pressures to me with the capability of what we should have it didn't feel like we did enough I think we didn't give, put too much pressure on Pardy to make any mistakes at all so mm-hmm. I think that needs to be a kick up, like Aidan Duddy needs to really kick up our D-lines butts as well really having a good ball looking mm-hmm. like because I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the defensive line scheme in terms of their gap assignments or our linebackers hitting the gaps it was more of the execution like they were just getting literally manhandled at certain times so I'm just like crazy yeah
0: Like again, you, you you've kind of given Brand Aubrey his credit. I think the only the only other guy that's getting a bit of credit out of this game is is our punter Brian Anger.
1: Oh yeah, again, again,
0: again, like the man is our, he's playing at an all pro level, and unfortunately, due to our inability to get the offense going at all. He couldn't flip the field in the way you would want your punter to do in terms of putting the ball into the 20. But, I mean, you know, without Aubrey, without um, Brian Anger, this season could look an awful lot different.
1: Hmm. It could um, be. Potentially. But, but again, it's that word. It could have been. It could have not. Yeah. We, just need to yeah. we just need to basically just wait and see how next week involve next week uh unfolds and how the season progresses but like what Mark's saying it's not don't rush to push the panic button just yet mm-hmm. we've still got 12 12 games left this season yeah 12 games still a lot of football to go
0: and I, I suppose that's probably the biggest concern coming out of Sunday's game was we know there's 12 games to go, likely a playoff game. But we know we're not going to get past San Francisco or that
1: team up north. And- Who knows? Well, well, Eagles, we don't know, because right, I, I know I'm kind of maybe sidetracked, but as of right now, because the Eagles are 5-0 right now, but let's be brutally honest with the Eagles. Have they really been super impressive compared to, mm. in comparison to San Francisco I would they say not haven't. like they've oh they've just there's been a couple of games they've scraped to win i.e they yeah. just barely beat the Patriots for example yeah. so and I've kind of made what what other game it was as well um they've really struggled against I think it was like the commandos there you go yeah, yeah. watching the commandos yes. there you go
0: if, if you want to do the comparison, I think, is it something like um, their last 12 regular season games, San Francisco have won all of them, and they've put up 30 points in all of those games as well? Yeah. That they're constantly firing on all cylinders. And you could, in fact, say they were a quarterback injury away from getting to a Super Bowl. Because if you look at it, that, that game last season, it turned as soon as Purdy went out, and they had to go to Johnson
1: at quarterback. Mm. Uh, yep, yeah. So Eagles are not that great and very predictable, and that's the thing, though. Like I know we're jump, way jumping the gun here, but yeah. like if we were to go up against the Eagles, I wouldn't be as concerned. But we still need to take them as serious. Yeah, we any any other game like we need to be at uh, like we need to go into every single game now without any smug any um what's the word Brian I'm trying to think like yeah like being up yourself like having yeah. that like like trying it's to say to oh
2: you,
1: like like being overconfident we should, yeah like we need to go into this game to really say, like be pissed off and I'm sorry to say that. You Need to go into every game now feeling pissed off that you want to actually wreck someone. I really yeah. do.
0: Like I th- I think Mark Anthony is making you a good point here in terms of he says their defense can be great at times, but they're just as questionable as we are. And I think that kind of ties into the point you're making, Paul, in that yeah they're winning games and winning creates winning. Indecision, indecisiveness. Up and down creates
1: that yeah. rocky atmosphere that you don't get over the line when you when you're yeah. your close. And when you compare the Eagles to San Francisco, mm-hmm. it's like if you were to put them head to head right now, San Francisco would wipe the floors of the Eagles, yeah, straight on. Because let's be honest here, like San Francisco, they do fire out all cylinders in both aspects of the game, offensively with McCaffrey, Ayuk. Um, there's Tebow the, Samuel, Tebow Kettle. You've got those four offensive weapons there with a like a situational quarterback based on mm-hmm. uh, your system. And in terms of the defense, you've got bloody Fred Warner, who was just an absolute tank against us there. He absolutely could. not mm-hmm. like, Him mm-hmm. running across sideline to sideline was just ridiculous. I just like what I would. Love to have as a linebacker like that for our team right now. Like, I, dude, I don't know, you know. I, I, I think it would be. I think it'd be a close game, and, and
2: and I know we we hit that team from up along the east coast, but I just think, yeah, I I I, I think I definitely think there'd be a match for the Niners, definitely. But yeah. I don't to be proved wrong on that, honestly, just because the Eagles like. I think everybody knows it's just. It's, it's not, that, they're, they're definitely the two teams that that
1: are setting the pace in the NFC at the minute. It's not so much. I wouldn't say it's not like I'm bashing against the Eagles because they are a team I really do despise. But I'm trying to be brutally honest in terms of be a fair uh, analysis of what I'm seeing right now. Because let's be honest, like if the Eagles were to play San Francisco, San Francisco are going to await the floor like. Overall thinking, I know we've kind of went off on a wee tangent here, but yeah. if you were to say out of all the teams right now, ranking wise, San Francisco is definitely number one as of right now in terms of no, how, how they played all how they played all five games. You could even argue they could actually. Like if that's the way they're playing week by week, they could even do a clean sweep of the regular season. They could. They've mm-hmm. got they've got the potential to do it. Yeah. But whereas we as Carol was, we do have potential, but we're just not for whatever reason it's just not firing right now. Do you know what's
2: probably one of the saving graces is that the uh, NFC East is so poor.
1: Well, we were the NFC beast last year, Jamie. Remember? Yeah. But, 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 but you know what I mean? Like, it's aside from the Eagles and
2: the Cowboys, those other two teams in the division are not really going to challenge either. It's, it's like.
1: Don't, don't forget, but the Giants were a playoff
2: team last year. Yeah. Yeah. The Giants playoff were expanded last year. Yeah. But it's like it, it's. It's you can't get any worse, can you? Like, and that's not a if they're obviously going through this a certain transition period out there, but it's, like it, it, it's definitely not the NFC that we're used to. Where literally you could look at it week by week and go right, or well, this week the Cowboys are going to win it, and then the week after it could be like Jesus, the, the Washington could win it. If that's how competitive it used to be. And for years, it was the best division in the league, and now it's like. Well, it's really good about the Cowboys and the Eagles that are going to win the NFC East, and then it's like pick the poison for the rest, in
1: not it? I can't recall there's been a consecutive of NFC East win for like twenty odd years. It's the mid-noughties is the last time it happened. Yeah, it's not. It's never been a back-to-back NFC champions for like twenty years. Yeah over yeah. 20 years. It's always yeah. been somewhere different. It may be Washington one year, it'll be the Dallas next year, it'll be the the following year. might go back to the Giants. Giants mm-hmm. lose out again to the Eros or something like that. It's always forever changing. And that's yeah. why I, f- I would say our division is the most competitive because there's no dominant, it's not like the Patriots were back mm-hmm. in the early two thousand twenty tens. It's not yeah. like Kansas City as of right now. It's not like uh what like Denver was under Peyton Manning and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I'm loving Mark Mark's positivity here. Until we see the 49ers bleed, we will think they're in, unbeatable. Keep in mind in 81 and 84 the 49ers used to feel they were the way that way about the Cowboys. You know, mm. and it, it is true. But look one one question I want to Kind of ask you guys before we get out of here. Um, Elizabeth has asked us. She says they've had a reality check. Let's see what coaching does. And do you? Do both of you think Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy are effectively auditioning for the jobs for next year in these next twelve games?
2: Oh, Mike McCarthy is. I, I I I personally think that it's it's a little bit like Jason Garrett in a way in terms of I, I think the Cowboys want Dan Quinn as the next head coach it's, it's got a bit of a like you said that they paid him a lot of money to come back he could have gone elsewhere and got a an head coach's job he clearly fancies the Cowboys head coaching job otherwise he wouldn't have come back um, but I I said it probably last year and I said it this year I think it, I think the Cowboys have got to do a have got, got to make a deep deep from for Mike McCaffrey to even be considered coming back. But then, it's then how long would would Dan Quinn be willing to wait on another year? Um, mm-hmm. And but then you could also look at it with the change and him taking the play calling back. Is this him thinking crap? I could be out later this year I, I need I need to do do it how I did it in Green Bay and call the and call the shots. Yeah. Because gonna, he, because he's fearful for his job.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you, I have I have no response to that. I really don't. Because yeah. it's not in the back of my mind right now. Yeah. Because because the way I'm seeing it right now, like McCarthy's, like what? How many years left? Is he got in his coaching contract to two more years? Something um, like that. I'm
0: not. I'm not sure. But, so, but, it's but, just, but, your question was there, so I just said I'd ask.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely caught me off guard there, Brian. I'll be honest, but in yeah. terms of Dan Quinn, To be honest with you, I don't want him as a head coach. I don't, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, he led to the Falcons to a Super Bowl, but he's also responsible for the biggest Super Bowl lo- uh, lead loss, and mm. also the year after, we had the Dallas Cowboys under Jason Garrett. No, was it Jason? No, under Mike McCarthy actually. Under Mike McCarthy, he beat the Atlanta Falcons in one of the biggest comebacks. The squid, the squid ball kick. Remember mm. that Dan Quinn was head coach back then. So, I do think. Like, Dan Quinn is more destined to be a defensive coordinator more than a head coach. Yeah. This, this might then question,
2: I was going to extend on Brian's thing, but I, I, I'm assuming Paul's a bit. A, I kind of said, oh, oh, Dan Quinn or Mike McAfee, who oh, oh, would you be more confident in getting the Cowboys to a Super Bowl? Neither. If you come on, Brian, you can't play that game. If
1: you have to pick one. Come on. If I play that guy. I was yeah. if I was to pick one, I would say
0: McCarthy. I, I I would probably say Dan Quinn because defence is winning championships. Dan Quinn gave Kyle Shanahan complete autonomy on offense for the Atlanta Falcons. He got them to a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has the San Francisco 49ers consistently challenging mm-hmm. for an NFC championship?
1: And... Yeah, that's a fair point, Brian, because obviously Kyle Shanahan left after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it was a different different type of offense when yeah. they played against us when we came back and beat them after that massive comeback. That's that's a fair statement. But, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like It really would depend. If Dan Quinn was to be our next head coach, it really would depend who does he bring in to be our OC. That's yeah. the question. As long as it's not Calamon or Jason Garrett, then. Uh, i will be all right. <laughs> he, yeah. That's true. That's true. See, yeah. this is why. This is what I meant. Like, I don't know how to respond to it because I am playing second minds here. Like, I'm yeah. thinking about what Dan Quinn did as a head coach. He gave up the biggest Super Bowl lead and lost to the Patriots. Then, obviously, the year after, without Kyle Shanahan, he didn't do that great and ended up losing his job. So mm. that's where my mindset is. But he also, but he did make the acquisition of Kyle Shanahan as his OC. Yeah. Like. It de- really does depend who he, he would bring in, so I do. I'm like, Ugh. you know what I mean. So that's how I'm kind of feeling. Yeah, but but it's this. But again, this is just way too early to talk about. We're we're week five in the season right now.
2: Yeah, week
1: five, and we're already talking about this. Come on, <laughs> I that's,
2: I, how bad, that, that's how bad this performance was, We're actually getting onto the kind of talk. Ooh.
0: Like, I I think the reason we have to talk in these terms, Paul, is, and it's the unfortunate thing is, we now know what lies in wait in the playoffs. And even if Mike McCarthy does deliver another 10 plus win season, as a front office, you have to look and go, are we going to take 10 win going to the playoffs every year, but not not advance to a championship game, or are we going to try and push it that little bit further and get to that championship game and get back to that Super Bowl? I'm
2: going to say I'm going to I'm going to go with the first part you said because he's been laughing for nearly thirty years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm liking Joe's comment here. He says, the only way to get this curse lifted is for Jerry Jones to put Jimmy Johnson in the room <laughs> of all.
1: Oh, Amen to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could be... Was probably. I'm not being superstitious at all, but that could be one of the biggest reasons why... why... <laughs> oh, conspiracy theories 101, oh my God. It,
0: it would for be the most movie. cowboys thing of all time. <laughs> I know Barry Switzer right. won... The Super Bowl after. But most of that was with Jimmy Johnson's groundwork.
2: Yeah.
1: It was his yeah. foundations.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people said that anybody could have... That that team was that good that anybody could have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Like, well, that's what Jerry said himself.
0: <laughs> he reckoned he could have put them over the top. But, look, guys, we're... We're, we're, we're nearly an hour and a half into it, so I'd say it's about time we start wrapping things up. So, again, my sincere apologies for um my mid-show absence. Irish internet connections sometimes are crap. But, uh, Paul, if you yes, want to give the um
1: shout-out. Yes, guys. If you're planning on going to Dallas Cowboys this game, be sure to go and check cowboysexperience.com for game tickets, stadium tours, meet and greets and much much more get to meet legends like jay novacek drew pearson and current the cowboys players as you can see there on the screen like micah parsons Travis federick last week there they had peyton Henderson and jake federson there so plenty of players you can get to meet and before we do that be sure to use the promo code uk cowboys and you also get to
0: meet former players.
1: Yeah, that's why as I said two PSN. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh what do you also
0: Jamie what do you oh, also get well, if you if you
2: if you let's put in
0: there There we go. <laughs> Lebarski, you're a terrible man. That's what I was laughing at. <laughs> Jamie. Give a shout out to the biggest event of
2: the year. Six weeks today, the UK Cowboys Group will be officially starting its twenty twenty-three um tour. That's it. Uh, we'll call it tour, that's what it is, yeah. Um, there's still time to get jump on if you want to come and join us out there. I think off the top of everything, there's fifteen of us at the minute that's going out there. Um every, there's absolutely everything planned there's meet and greets there is tailgates there is a lot more than than that um, planned and the guys have really um, outdone themselves on this and it's going to be one for the one for the memory bank so if you want to join us be sure to hit us up on the socials or even get in touch with Cowboys Experience because there's still time to join us out in Dallas for the Thanksgiving game
1: yeah, I think the deadline is two weeks from now, I think. I think And the... Paul and Paul
2: has designed some absolutely cracking audience that you're gonna see us out in and about in Dallas, so be sure to see that we'll definitely send loads of videos and pictures and
1: Yeah, it's gonna look awesome.
2: It'll be it'll be one it'll be one to remember it'll be, it'll be one that we won't remember but we'll never forget.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that is a good night from all of us here. We will be back Thursday. Good night.
1: night, folks. Dallas for ever, Philly for never. Screw the Eagles, as usual. Stay safe, everybody. Fingers crossed for a bounce back this week.